Hello, I'm Dr. Wendy Hill. Welcome to How to Be Happy with Dr. Wendy. I'm here to support you in being the happiest, most balanced, most successful person possible. This series of podcasts is based on my book, The True Seeker's Guide to a Better Life. Here you will learn how your core beliefs are formed and how they influence every second of your existence. You will learn how to identify and transform your self-defeating core beliefs into core beliefs that support happy, healthy adult experience. Just listening to this podcast will give you the insight and inspiration you need to start to take control of your entire life and relationships. If you want, you can do the process as I suggest as we move along. Remember my website, wendyhill.com, and learn more about how you can grow emotionally and spiritually. A high-impact moment is an isolated experience that is both stressful and emotionally charged. The stress can be either positive or negative. During a high-impact moment, you have an intense thought, a high-impact thought. The thought can be an automatic reaction. Normally, you don't analyze the thought, nor do you even note that you're having the thought. You simply have the thought. This thought is highly influential and becomes a core belief. As far as your subconscious mind is concerned, what you thought is reality. Even if the high-impact experience that caused the thought is over or changes or is perceived in a completely different way only minutes later, it can still become a core belief. The stress and emotion of that moment lock the thought into the subconscious mind. An event, like a high-impact moment, is an isolated experience that can be positive or conflicting. They are usually of longer duration. The following are examples of conflicting events. A freak storm. A visit by a feared relative. An accident. Or overhearing an upsetting conversation. Your life is filled with events. You respond to each event with thoughts and emotions. It is when the conflicting event is highly stressful creating strong emotion, and you have an intense thought that it becomes a high-impact moment. A condition is a series of ongoing events that are similar in their nature. The following are examples of conflicting conditions. Tension in the family, chronic illness, poverty, or addiction. Conditions can contain many high-impact moments that can affect you. The events that take place during a condition can reinforce an already existing core belief. During the high-impact moments of a conflicting event or condition, you have many thoughts. These thoughts are really decisions you make about yourself, others, and the nature of reality. The thoughts come rapidly, so rapidly that they are hardly recognized as thoughts. These thoughts are so instantaneous and instinctive that they are like pre-thought perceptions that later become identifiable thought. And they are so intense that they, coupled with high stress and strong emotion, such as fear, anger, grief, or shame, become a core belief. During your childhood, you made thousands of decisions about yourself, others, and the nature of reality. Most of those decisions were made instantaneously and automatically, and you may have been unaware of having made them. Your perception of the world as an adult is quite different than as a child. As a child, you are comparatively powerless and simply respond to your experience without conscious thought. 
By the time that you're an adult, you have developed many skills that give you power, control, mobility, and autonomy. You have a high degree of control over your environment. You can think things through. You can imagine your own future and plan courses of future action. You have the power to influence the world around you. It is the emotion that locks a core belief into the subconscious mind. Emotions serve as a glue that holds the belief in place. A core belief can remain active even though it is no longer helpful or even valid. The belief, however, cannot be changed until the emotions are consciously acknowledged and expressed. When the emotions are expressed, the core belief can mature. When Monica was two years old, her father drank heavily. When he drank, his temper flared, and he often yelled at Monica's mother. To Monica, her father's outbursts were terrifying. She believed that she and her mother were in danger. She feared that her father would lose control and do something worse than yell at mother. For Monica, these moments were highly stressful and filled with emotion. Even though her mother and father would make up shortly after, during those high-impact moments, Monica believed that she and her mother were in danger. When her father was yelling, Monica felt fear and at the same time thought that she and her mother were in danger. She decided that father could do something worse than yell, that men have to be closely watched, that women are vulnerable, and that life is a frightening reality. This combination of elements is what creates a core belief, a highly stressful event coupled with strong emotion and intense thought. Without realizing it, you made many decisions that would impact you for the rest of your life. Though you may have forgotten the emotions, the thoughts, and even the events, the core belief still remains in your subconscious mind, affecting you. Monica's core beliefs were that she was not safe, that men are potentially dangerous, that women are vulnerable to men, and that life is to be feared. These core beliefs were later triggered by another high-impact moment reinforcing the already existing core beliefs. When Monica was four years old, she was playing in her backyard. Her father was playing catch with her teenage brother nearby when her father missed a toss and the ball hit Monica, knocking her down. She was not hurt, and when her father and brother realized that she was safe, they laughed and teased Monica. Monica was surprised by the impact of the ball. For an instant, she felt panic and had the fleeting thought that she was in grave danger. When, in their relief, her father and brother teased her, Monica thought that they were glad that she was in danger and had thrown the ball at her on purpose. Since Monica already believed that men were dangerous, it was automatic for Monica to have this thought. Caught in this high-impact moment, Monica, without even realizing it, was deepening her conflicting core beliefs about herself, others, and the nature of reality. You automatically respond to your high-impact moments with decisions about yourself, others, and the nature of reality. It doesn't matter that you can't remember those experiences and decisions. What you experienced and decided is still within you, influencing you today. You learn who you are during your childhood. At least you learn who you think you are. 
You develop perceptions of your worthiness, safety, lovability, goodness, and ability to succeed. Conflicting experiences in your childhood cause you to have conflicting beliefs about yourself. These conflicting beliefs influence your emotions and your actions. Emotions and actions develop into patterns that repeat over and over again. They become familiar and automatic to you. You develop patterns of thought, feeling, and action. For example, you may have particular patterns of thinking, feeling, and acting when you are under stress. You've learned how to deal with problems in a predictable way. These patterns can be observed in every aspect of your life. They are predictable and consistent. You are continually responding to your early life programming. Joe wanted to talk about his feelings of confusion regarding relationships. He'd been divorced for several years and wanted another relationship but didn't trust himself. He was afraid that he'd repeat certain patterns from his past. In therapy, he recalled his fetal and birth experience. He recalled hearing music and having feelings of well-being while inside his mother's womb. At four days old, he was adopted. He was not to see his mother again until he was in his forties. The experience of separation at birth from his natural mother was profoundly upsetting. He experienced feelings of separation and abandonment and decided that people he loved would leave him. He felt unsafe, unloved, vulnerable, and frightened. This experience set a pattern of abandonment-related behaviors which followed him through his life. He rarely felt safe or loved for very long. Either he would leave or be left by people he loved. When he realized the genesis of his pattern, he was able to consciously see why he behaved as he did. He could see that not all people he loved would leave him. His adult mind was able to see what his infant mind could not, that his separation from his birth mother did not put him in danger nor did it mean that he was not lovable. Joe realized that as an adult, he was reacting to core beliefs formed at birth during high-impact moments. Joe felt as though a huge burden had been lifted from his shoulders, a burden that he'd not even realized that he carried. A number of times as an adult, Joe had initiated searches for his birth mother, but ran into too much red tape, so he gave up. Now he was inspired to look again. As often happens, when we transform a negative core belief into a positive core belief, doors begin to open. Joe found his birth mother very quickly. He met with her and discovered that she was a concert pianist. The music he remembered hearing in his mother's womb was her practicing on the piano during the long months of pregnancy. She was practicing certain pieces that Joe loves to this day. Now he knows why he loves those particular pieces. He heard them while he was in his mother's womb. Joe became a believer in the power of self-transformation. But what happened next truly confirmed its power. Shortly after this healing, Joe went to a lecture his ex-wife was giving. He quietly and inconspicuously sat in the back of the room. He had not spoken to her in years. At the end of the lecture, she approached him, and they decided to go out for coffee. 
Joe, having transformed his core beliefs, no longer needed to repeat his pattern of abandonment. His core beliefs had changed, altering how he felt and responded in his relationships. He was learning to feel safe and loved on the deepest level. One thing led to another, and he remarried his ex-wife. Today they are working together, raising their children, the fruits of their second union and marriage. They are living the life they had originally planned before Joe had unconsciously undermined it years earlier. His willingness to do his inner work opened the door to a better life. To Joe, this is nothing less than a miracle. Conflicting core beliefs develop in early childhood. This may be difficult for some to accept. Difficult because some may see their childhood as having passed without conflict, or what problems there were as having had little effect. Some people see the problems of childhood as having long since been resolved. I often hear, I had a great childhood, my parents loved me, or I know my family had those problems, but they didn't affect me, or I've already forgiven that, or when I think of that, I don't feel any conflict. Such responses often reflect an unconscious denial of problems and conflicting feelings. Unconscious means out of the realm of consciousness. My clients are not lying to me. They're simply unaware of their hidden perceptions and feelings. Childhood is difficult even under the best of circumstances. Even if you had wonderful parents, they could not protect you from many of life's difficulties. They couldn't fully protect you from childhood illnesses, the loss of a pet, accidents, family members leaving or dying, or the challenging tasks of learning how to do things. At best, life for a child is one challenge after another. Parents are simply people doing the best they can based on their own core beliefs. Sometimes they make mistakes. Sometimes they do wonderful things. It's important for you to realize that in exploring your early programming, you are seeking to understand your own experience. Your goal is not to blame others. Your goal is to acknowledge and understand your experience. You need to learn what happened to you and how you responded. Only when you see your experience from the point of view of the child you were do you open the door for a better life. Eve lacked motivation. She couldn't seem to get any project off the ground. She procrastinated doing things she knew were important to her success and happiness. She just couldn't seem to find the time, effort, or desire to take action. Eve was disheartened and puzzled by her behavior. Her parents had given her everything, extensive travel, special tutoring, piano and dance lessons. Eve told herself that she was lazy and continued to blame herself mercilessly. This, of course, made problems worse. She felt she was sinking into a bottomless pit of despair. She felt there was no way out. Eve felt ashamed of herself and decided that there must be something genetically wrong with her. By the time she came to see me, Eve had plunged into a depression. Eve, like so many, had selective memory about her childhood, especially memory of her parents. She only remembered parents who loved and supported her, 
even times of conflict were viewed through a nostalgic, sentimental cloud. I suggested that she explore her childhood to see if she could find some clue to her upsetting behavior. Eve resisted. She claimed that she had a great childhood and that the problem must be something else. She could not or would not connect her lack of motivation with her childhood experience. She continued to insist that there must be something else. What? She didn't know. I suggested that it might be helpful to examine her relationship with her parents. Eve was defensive. My parents loved me. They weren't always perfect, but who is? They did the best they could. I don't want to blame them for my problems. Defensiveness is often a clue to buried, conflicting memories. I told Eve that she was very likely correct about her parents loving her. In many ways, Eve had a good childhood. That, however, is not what Eve needed to see. Eve needed to see her parents more realistically. She needed to acknowledge their human side, to see that sometimes they made mistakes. She needed to see how some of their mistakes affected her. Eve finally agreed to examine her childhood. She remembered that when she was about four, her mother took her shopping for a party dress. Eve was very excited and wanted a particular dress to express how happy she felt inside. Mother ignored Eve's suggestion and chose another dress herself. When Eve told me the story, she told me from the point of view of herself as an adult. She said that she understood why her mother had disregarded her input. You know what kind of taste a four-year-old would have. I probably wanted to wear something totally inappropriate. It was no big deal. My mother did the right thing. I understand that. The incident is all resolved. Then I asked Eve if she would be willing to explore the incident from the point of view of the four-year-old she was. She agreed. I asked her to close her eyes and imagine that she was only four years old and was with her mother in the department store. Then I asked her to describe what was happening and what she saw. She could remember smelling her new patent leather shoes and feel the excitement of being in a big department store with all the sights and colors. Then I asked her to imagine that she and her mother were in the children's clothing department looking for her new dress. She remembered that she saw a frilly red dress with white lace trim. She fell in love with it. To her, it expressed the joy she felt inside. She told her mother that she wanted to try this one on. Her mother said simply, That dress is silly. I want you to try these on. Eve protested and reached for the dress. Mother took her hand and prevented her from even touching it. Eve felt dismayed. Why had Mother refused to see that this was the perfect dress for her? Mother wouldn't even listen to her. For Eve, the shopping trip was ruined. Eve was surprised to find herself crying. She said, I had no idea that this incident affected me so deeply. Eve had now examined her experience from the point of view of a child. Doing this had allowed Eve to learn much about herself. She learned about her buried feelings of despair and anger. She learned that she had decided that she was not supposed to have control of her life. Eve saw that there were many other times that her mother had unwittingly disregarded her desires. Eve got the message to disregard her own needs and feelings. 
Soon Eve stopped even knowing what she felt, needed, or wanted. Eve learned to depend on others to tell her what to do. She never learned to assert herself or develop self-motivation. She waited for direction from others. She did well in school when assignments were given to her and in a marriage where her husband told her what to do. Left to her own devices, Eve felt lost. Rather than see her mother as having made a mistake, she'd resigned herself to relentless self-judgment and depression. But now Eve could see the real genesis of her problem. She agreed to do the processes required to transform her old self-defeating beliefs into new, more helpful beliefs. Afterwards, she became more self-motivated. Eve learned to listen to her needs, desires, and feelings and take positive action. One important thing Eve did in her healing process was to view her past experiences as a child from the point of view of a child. Most of us who take the time to examine our past tend to view it from the adult perspective. We analyze and judge how we must have thought and felt, but see ourselves as little adults with adult thoughts and adult feelings. Because we've forgotten what it's like to think and feel like a child, we imagine that the child will react as we would today. This is simply not true. Adult perspective can give you an incomplete and distorted view of your past. It can prevent you from learning the most important facts about yourself at that time. An adult sees things from a more empowered point of view, armed with skills a child has yet to learn. To really understand what you experienced as a child, you must relive your experiences as though you were that child. You must see your experience through the eyes of the child. If you do, you will see striking differences between your adult point of view and your child point of view. All of us as children have had stresses and difficulties, and many of those stresses and difficulties have long since been resolved. For most of us, however, there still remain some unresolved problems that continue to exert their negative influences. As long as those unresolved problems remain in the subconscious mind, we are destined to continue acting on them. Your core beliefs are a treasure of information and knowledge hidden deep within you. Finding your core beliefs is the key to transformation. You can transform negative self-defeating beliefs into beliefs that support your life as an adult. You can identify patterns that undermine your well-being and transform them into patterns that create a better life. By upgrading your core beliefs, you can mature your feelings and reactions. You can positively influence how others react to you. You can change your life for the better. You can do this. Remember these important points. You create your own life experiences. You become what you believe yourself to be. People and circumstances respond to your attitudinal energy. Reality is what you believe it to be. Your core beliefs are hidden within you and determine your experience. Core beliefs reflect decisions you made about yourself others and the nature of reality. A core belief comes into being during an emotional high-impact moment. 
A core belief is formed when you have a high-impact thought, followed by a decision. A series of mental events occurs when a behavior pattern is triggered. These mental events cause the pattern to activate and become reinforced. You have a child self and an adult self within you that can carry opposing beliefs. Your experiences as a fetus, as an infant, and as a child have impacted you the most. A high-impact moment is a high-stress moment that is charged with emotion. During your high-impact moments, you made decisions. You decide about yourself, others, and the nature of reality. Unexpressed emotions lock a core belief into the subconscious mind. Unexpressed emotions create patterns of thought, feeling, and behavior. Defensiveness and denial are clues to buried, conflicting memories. Admitting to childhood conflict does not mean you are blaming your parents. You have a right to understand what happened to you. Childhood is difficult even during the best of times. To uncover the truth about your past, you must see through the eyes of your inner child. Thank you for listening. Remember that you are worthy and loved beyond your own understanding. This is a universal truth. It is meant for you to know and experience this truth in your whole being. If you want to learn more about this experience and how to be truly happy, please go to my website. Meanwhile, practice warrior spirit and talk with love to that little child within you.